Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 137. Seven, 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 seven. No, that was weird. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He works for himself, but he still has a boss, his wife, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and thank you so much for joining me today. This is session 137 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you. I just want to say thanks to everybody out there, whether you're listening at the gym or maybe you're on a walk or in the car or just chilling around the house. Maybe you're on a plane or I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, thank you so much because you are what make this show possible. Without you, um, you know, I wouldn't be motivated to do this. So thank you so much. Now, I'm really excited about today's episode because we're talking with Amy Porterfield from amyporterfield.com. But actually, we're not going to be talking about Facebook which is interesting because that's what Amy is known for. She's known for her Facebook strategies and maximizing reach on your Facebook page and how to really crush it with paid Facebook ads, for example. But again, we're not talking about Facebook. We're gonna be talking about how to launch your product with a three-part video series. 136 with David Seitman Garland. This will be a perfect second episode to listen to. So if you haven't created your own online course yet to sell, you might want to go back and listen to that one. But if you have or whatever product you have, this is going to be an extremely useful episode for you because we're going to talk about all the ins and outs and everything that goes into creating a three-part video series. And this is a technique or a sequence that truly works. A lot of marketers use it. It was sort of made famous by Jeff Walker. And he actually just came out with a book called Launch, which talks a little bit about this process. A lot of people I know have used this extremely successfully. And uh, Amy actually just went through this process herself. So it's fresh in her mind. And I I wanted her to come on the show to talk about everything she did, what goes into each video, how long is each video, when does the selling start, and what you know, how long between videos do people get access to them and all that stuff, all the, all the questions that I had that you probably have about this process are here in this episode. And uh, Amy kills it. She just gives us all the best information for just 
a tremendous value, all for free, of course. And, uh, you know, so Amy, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And I know I can speak for everybody after they listen to this episode when I say, just say thank you. You are one of the most amazing people I know. And uh, she always brings the good. So let's listen in. This is the conversation between Amy Porterfield and myself about creating a three-part video series, how the heck do you do it, and also why it works. So let's get right into it. Again, this is Amy Porterfield from amyporterfield.com. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome my good friend and a person that I've always mentioned on this on the show, Amy Porterfield, to the podcast. Amy, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to be on today. So thanks for having me. I've wanted you on the show forever, and it's funny because you know you're the Facebook queen, like you're the expert at Facebook. Everybody who has questions about Facebook, you know, I refer them to you. However, we're not even going to talk about, well, maybe we'll talk about a little bit, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. You just, you just had a launch actually, didn't you, for a product that you come out with every year and you, you know, you make it better and better. And this time you blew it out of the, out of the water in terms of, you know, the, the success with it and and how you promoted it. Right. Yes. I changed things up this time, which was kind of fun. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Not just, you know, how you changing things up, but how you launched this product. And this is something that a lot of us who have listened to the show already know about because David Seitman Garland in the last episode, episode, uh, he, he talked about how he launched this and he uses this, this sequence as well. And uh, we were just joking offline here earlier or off the air about how David actually said that what we're about to talk about was his idea. David, 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 come on now. He, Which I don't gonna... think, you, where does this come from? Like <laughs> he, he said, he's like, oh yeah, she probably got that from me. He's so funny. I'm just going to have to give him heck for that. Basically, I did this three-part video series, which I learned a long time ago from Jeff Walker. So that's where the whole idea kind of started was Jeff Walker teaches a three-part video series to launch a program, product, or service. And that's where I got the idea from. But I will say, David does have a really cool three-part video series. So maybe I pulled some inspiration from it. Awesome. Yeah. And before we get into that, the three-part video series, and this is actually, again, just like the interview with David, a very selfish interview where I'm, I'm going to be learning how this works and be, for, for my own stuff too. So this will be great for everybody to listen in. Why don't you talk a little bit about yourself because you haven't been on the show before. You know, Most of the people probably know who you are, but what were you doing before you got into online business and how did you get into what you got into now? So before I started doing online marketing on my own, I worked for peak performance coach, Tony Robbins. So I was the director of content development and I literally got to travel the world with Tony Robbins and work on the content that he did on stage and in his uh, online programs. Wow. That's so cool. It was pretty cool. I have to say I wouldn't change it for the world. And while I was there, At the very end, like the last year, he started to do more online marketing and he brought in some of the best of the best online marketers like Frank Kern, Jeff Walker, Evan Pagan. I mean, really, really great guys doing cool things. And I sat in on one meeting and they started to talk about their lifestyle more so than the work they did, but the life they've created around their online marketing business. And I thought, ooh, I've got to have some of that. So within about a year, I transitioned and started my own business, taking everything I learned from working with Tony Robbins. So it was a really good experience. That's awesome. And how did you get into becoming the expert on Facebook? You know, when I was still working with Tony, we had created his Facebook page and we did his Twitter account and all that good stuff. I mean, he did it himself. He was the one tweeting, but we created all that and got some buzz around it. And that's when I started to fall in love with social media. I loved what it could do for 
individual people as well as big businesses. So because of that, that's really kind of where I took things. I started consulting when I got really good at it. And that was just like my first step out on my own was was with social media because I had done it inside of the Tony Robbins organization. That's awesome. Now, for everybody listening, if you want to check out Amy's stuff, go to amyporterfield.com and also check out her podcast. Talk about your podcast really quick. How's that been going? What, what What's the name of it? Online Marketing Made Easy. And it gives me an opportunity to talk about Facebook, but things beyond Facebook as well. Just everything I love about online marketing. So it's a really cool experience. I love doing the podcast. You are really great on the podcast. And the last episode I listened to was actually about what we're talking about today. So I wanted to kind of share this with everybody and even dive deeper into it. So let's talk about and shift. Let's shift to this to this three part video series. You know, when people sell things online, we see some things that are common throughout how people market stuff. One of the things being, you know, the long sales page and that works really well and it still continues to work really well. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the lead up to a launch of a product. In the last episode, we talked about creating that product and a little bit about, about the pricing and the marketing, but now we're going to give you a strategy to really knock it out of the park when it goes live for your audience. And so this three-part video series, can you tell us like, why does this work so well? I keep hearing about it. Everybody uses it. Why? I think that the main reason it works so well is because it mixes the personal with the business stuff. And what I mean by that is people get to be invited into your world. When you do three-part video series, we'll talk about the structure and the flow of the content. But when you do that, you get to introduce yourself, invite people in, let them know a little bit about why you do what you do. And then you get to teach as well. So it's not just one long sales video where all you do is push, 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 but instead you're giving content away and you're teaching in a way that is so valuable that people connect with you. They get to hear about your content. They learn something, they take something away with it. And now over a series of videos, now you're kind of leading them to, Hey, I've taught you all this. You've met me. You've gotten to know me more. Let me tell you how we can do business together. So it's a great progression into the sales by first giving something of value, which as you're like the king of giving great, valuable content. So I think it's a perfect, perfect platform for you. Thank you. And I think it would be the, a great platform for everybody else as well. And that, the one thing I heard you say on your podcast that really resonated with me was that even each of these videos that you share in this series, and they don't all go at the, at the same time, they're kind of timed. And we'll talk about the timing and sort of what goes into each and what works best. Uh, but you said that anybody could watch any one of these videos and walk away with something incredibly valuable that can make a change in their business for them, right? Yeah, they can stand alone. I mean, they're meant to go in a progression, but they can stand alone and be really valuable in itself. That's cool. Now, are you a video expert? Oh, gosh, no. And I don't enjoy making videos, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think that aligns with what a lot of people are thinking out there in the audience. You know, they, okay, video series, when they hear video, they're like, oh, man, I got to get in front of the camera now. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what equipment to use. I'm scared of putting my face on camera. How would you address those feelings? I'm so glad you brought this up because let's just start with the mindset behind it. I don't love seeing myself on video and I could rip it apart within five seconds, to be quite honest. And I hate to be so vulnerable because it sounds kind of, you know, wimpy, I guess, but it's true. It's not my favorite thing. And so because of that, first I had to get the mindset 
of getting on video and being okay with it. And the way I got past that is I knew I'd make an impact with these videos. I knew they'd be valuable and I had to make it not about me anymore. So instead of worrying about how I looked or what people would think about me, I thought I've got a great message to put out there that I'm confident about. So we're going to do it in a way that will make a bigger impact than I've ever made. So I had to really psych myself out in terms of just getting on video. But then After that, I started talking to some of my peers, friends that we know and what they've done in terms of video. And I found a video crew to work with. But I'll say this. I've been doing Internet marketing for a few years now. If I were to do this three part video series, well, actually, I did do a mini three part video series, maybe my first year into business. I don't really count it because it was so small, but I hired one camera guy. We actually went to a hotel room and we filmed three videos in a nice hotel room. So it's just me and the camera guy. And that's all that it was. So it doesn't have to be a big production. Okay. So, but you do recommend, like, is this something somebody could do on their own perhaps? I would think so, but I don't highly recommend it. I mean, it depends on how you're going to use it. If you're launching a product or a program and you want this to be part of your launch, I don't know what you think about that, Pat, but I would invest in a videographer. Right. I mean, I would agree with that. I have a videographer here in San Diego. Actually, a lot of you know him, Caleb Wojcik. He's amazing. Caleb's amazing. I've used him too. Yeah. DIY video guy or video guide. He actually has both of those because even I was confused. But no, but he, I mean, that's a really smart thing to do. Uh, But he's a great videographer. He did the trailer for my book, Let Go, and also some of the videos that you've seen on my YouTube channel lately. Uh, He's fantastic. And just even having that one person just to, so, so you can just focus on being there present with whatever you're going to say and not having to worry about all the technical stuff. It's very, very important that you're focused when you're doing these videos because, you know, people are seeing them. But I, I do agree. It's, it's good to hire even just one person. It doesn't have to be completely expensive. Um, but you do want to invest a little bit because this is your product. And like we talked about in the episode with David, you know, th- this isn't going to be a product or perhaps the products that you're promoting you know, especially if they're good and you know they work, they provide value, you know, you, you want to charge what they're worth. And, you know, we were talking in that episode of, you know, getting out of the $97 bucket and creating something that is more valuable, something that actually when people buy, they're actually going to do and a higher price would sort of be be that. So we're thinking, you know, four ninety seven. I mean, obviously, it depends on the niche you're in and what product. But, you know, th- think of a product that's four hundred ninety seven dollars investing, maybe four sales for a great video crew would be completely worth it. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. That's perfect. Awesome. Okay. So and I know if I, this mindset thing is really important. You know, I, I still think a lot of people out there uh, aren't going to be comfortable behind camera. Do you, you absolutely recommend, you, you mentioned the word personal, you, you would recommend putting your face on camera for, for this type of thing or would like a screencast kind of be okay where you're kind of just doing, you know, you're doing a screen capture of slides. Does that have the same effect or no? You know, I'm so glad you asked this. I don't think slides have the same effect. You know, there's a place in time for slides. I use them all the time inside my training programs. But to do the promotion of this, I do think people need to see you. But let me give you a variation because James Wedmore, a great friend of mine, and I know you know James too as well. Mm -hmm. James did a three-part video series recently, but he didn't do direct-to-camera like I did. So direct-to-camera means I sat in a chair, the video camera was directly on me, and I just went for it. Either reading a teleprompter or going off the cuff, whatever it was, was, my face was direct-to-camera. James Wedmore did a lot of B role where he had a videographer film him doing things and working on his computer and and down by the beach or whatever he might have been doing. And then he actually read from a script and used words on the video, used some of his B roll, used great graphics. And so he pieced together a video. Now, 
James is very skilled in videography and um, video creation, but there is a way to kind of do a mix where you don't always have to be direct to camera. So I just want to say that because some people don't just want to sit there in, in front of a camera and speak. So there's variations to it that still can be of great impact. He had huge success with his as well. That's really smart. I love that idea. B-roll for those of you out there who don't know is sort of, you know, A-roll I think is, you know, to your face. B-roll is sort of when you're seeing other things, but the voice still keeps going. Did right? you just make up A-roll? I've never heard that in my is life. That, no, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't make it up. No, I don't I don't know. And now we're going to get comments about it and video People experts. People are going to tell us where Caleb it came is from. shaking his head right now. Uh, and, and so is James. Uh, yeah. I think, right? A-roll, B-roll? I always thought initially that B-roll meant background roll, but then somebody corrected me. So maybe I just automatically assume that B-roll is like, anyway, this is... We'll have to look it up. But if you're totally right about that, I owe you a drink or something because that was impressive. <laughs> cool. I like high C. Uh, high C ecto cooler. Is sure right. you do. Um, okay. So moving on. Okay. What goes into these videos? There's three videos. What do you put into them? Okay. So this is how I did it, but there's variations. Have you ever had Jeff Walker on your show before? I haven't. Okay, so Jeff Walker has this book called Launch. And if you want to learn more about this three-part video series, I do highly recommend the book. It's really good and he gets into detail. But let's talk about, like you said, what goes into these three videos. The way I did it and how I learned from Jeff Walker is that my first video, I introduced myself, but in a way that still offered value. So I told my story of how I left a corporate job, came into the internet marketing world, and how I've made an impact and how I've created my own business. Because what I was teaching in the program that I was going to sell, let's back up. You have to have the, the end in mind. I was going to sell a program all about growing your email list and profiting from Facebook. And I teach a lot of entrepreneurs how to do this, people that want to leave corporate or have left corporate. So I know that that story was going to resonate with them. Mm. So the first video, I told my story. But in it, I made sure to talk about the emotions I went through and how maybe that my viewer could relate. Or I talked about the steps I needed to take because I knew that those steps were going to be the same for my audience. So it has to be a story that will resonate and someone can walk away from your story and still learn something. So it can't be all about me, 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 or it's not going to work. So that's what I did. And I also introduced these seven steps that I was going to be teaching in the next video. One thing that I learned is that each video needs to move into the next so that people Mm -hmm. feel like they want to watch the next video. So I talked about these seven steps to build a profitable Facebook marketing plan. And then I kind of teased about the next video In the next video, I'm going to teach you X, Y, Z. So that's what the first video did, but it was really just connection for the first time. I introduced my husband, Hobie, my son, Cade, my dog, Gus. So I, I made it, about my family too, because I had never done that before. So it made a really great connection. That's cool. Are there any call to actions on this specific video besides, you know, hey, look out for video two in X number of days. And we'll get into the timing later, but is there, you're not telling them to buy anything or they're already subscribed to a list at this point. Right. right? We have them opt in to even watch the video series. So right away we're building our email list and, but there is a call to action and it's so important that every video you have them do something. So this first video, I had them leave a comment below the video and tell me their number one Facebook frustration, because I knew that was a question people love to talk about. They love to talk about how much Facebook is the biggest pain for them sometimes. So because of that, I knew what question would get them to engage because you want this audience to not only 
only watch, but do something afterwards. So not only did I tease the video and say, make sure to look out for the next video. I said, leave a comment below. Tell me your biggest frustration. And then as much as I could, because we had tons of comments, hundreds of them. But what I tried to do is get in there every night and just comment and leave um, responses to all the people that took the time to actually respond. That was a big part of the launch as well, engaging back. That's awesome. And for everybody out there, I mean, this uh, this launch thing isn't something that you can just kind of push a button and it happens. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into this, not just with the video production, and we'll continue to talk about that over the time of this podcast, but you know, replying to every comment. But that the, those are just small seconds, but they add up, but they are very, very important. I love that you mentioned that. And you know, thank you for clarifying what the call to action was. I think leaving a comment is a, is a fantastic thing to do, especially if you're leading up to an eventual launch, because it's sort of a, you know, a small, tiny, easy to do little yes in that yes letter. And, you know, they keep doing stuff. It's that's like a mini transaction, a mini sort of thing they have to do, which gets them comfortable with taking action with you that, again, eventually leads down that road to that big, big call to action of, of that sale. And that small reply, I mean, that helps you stand out in in terms of yes you are actually reading these it's not just like something people leave a comment for and then you don't ever see them and then also what i think is cool about this is you get to see comments from everybody else so you get to see that there's actually actually other people watching these videos other people who could potentially go down uh, with this program with you and uh it, it just kind of builds community along the way It really does. And another thing that I learned along the way, I didn't really expect this, is that when they left these comments about their biggest Facebook frustrations, there were some patterns that really showed up. So as I emailed this new audience throughout the launch, I was taking screen grabs and I would use those screen grabs in my email marketing saying, look, these are some of the frustrations that are coming up a lot. And then I could say when I started to introduce the program, I'm going to address these inside the profit lab. This is module three. This is module four. So I had like social proof throughout the entire time. So that was really valuable as well. Awesome. So before we move on to video two and what's in that, I think we should kind of back up a little bit and just kind of recap everything that's sort of happened along the way. So we have our product. We've created it just like we talked about in the last episode with David. You have your lead magnet, your incentive for him. It's that cheat sheet to help people with uh, for him specifically in his course that he's leading through with these three videos into the launch. It's a cheat sheet to help people understand, I think, the top seven tips for creating your online course or something like that. But it's a really simple PDF. But that gets people on your email list, which then puts them into the sequence when they get video one, video two, video three. How... Can we talk about the timing? Okay, so people subscribe to your email list. How soon do you share video one or sort of what happens after they subscribe? Yeah, so mine's just a little bit different than David's and that's great because there's a lot of different ways you can get into this. So what I did is I didn't have that cheat sheet in the front. So I just started out with video one. So I ran Facebook ads and I emailed my list and said, I have a brand new free video series. It's live today. Go here and you can sign up. So I sent them to an opt-in page. Even if they were already on my list, they still opted in and they got access to video one. And on the page where they got to watch video one, it showed video two and video three, and it showed that they're kind of grayed out. They're not there yet. And it actually gave the the date as to when they were going to be released. So in terms of timing, you were asking when they come out, right? Yeah. Okay, so right away you get that email or you see a Facebook ad, you sign up for video one. Within about four or five days, I released video two. And then again, probably three or four days, I think it was, I released video three. Now, some people do this way different. I have a good friend, Marie Forleo, where I think there was a 
full week between one of her videos. So it really just depends. You got to look at your entire launch cycle. You could be keeping it really simple. This three-part video series is all you're going to do for your launch and you want your launch to be two weeks. So you get to then decide when to release. You don't want too much time to be between that video though, because you lose a lot of momentum. So that's why I kept them pretty close. Got it. Okay. So four or five days in between each. And then as far as the mechanism for doing this, I mean, a lot of us understand email service providers, you know, AWeber or perhaps Infusionsoft, but what are you doing to, how are you taking people through video to video? Is it, are you using a certain tool to help manage this process and take people through these videos into the sales process? So what we did inside Infusionsoft, but you can do this in AWeber as well. Once people, so there's like two tracks running. Once people sign up for video one, we already have all the emails written to say, okay, now video two is released and then, okay, now go watch video three. So once you're in my sales cycle or, you know, the cycle for the email series, you're going to get those emails. We set them up in advance and in Infusionsoft, you get tagged. And so as long as you're tagged, I already put the dates in when I want the emails to go out. So you're oh, okay. in a funnel already. Okay. So that's kind of how it works. And then the second track would be, let's say that you came in at video two. So if you came in at video two, meaning you never even saw video one, but you saw an ad for video two when I released it, then when you get into video two, you'll see video one waiting for you. Oh, okay. So they don't have to necessarily come in at video one. Every time you come out with a new video, I guess that's cool because it, it gives you another excuse to promote on social media and you know share and have it kind of be the place where people come in and then see everything else that's already been done. Yes. And that kind of lends itself to something we haven't talked about yet. And that is that one, any launch you do that has to do with, you know, using social media and doing a free giveaway will always grow your email list. A three-part video series will really grow your email list because you have so many different opportunities to get people into your funnel. So this was a huge list builder, even if they didn't buy, because we all know people buy at different times. Now I have a list that I can continue to nurture down the road. Wow, that's cool. I didn't even think about this process as simply a list building process. Oh, it's going to be huge for anyone who really does it right, you know, puts in the steps to make it actually work in terms of a three-part video series over time. You are going to see some list growth. And then in terms of where these videos are not hosted on a server, but on your website, are these just somebody could create a new page on WordPress and that's where video one is? and Or is there something that kind of makes this easier plug and play? So we actually did this custom. So we actually created a web page and then we designed a template for the video and the, in the side of the video has each button to watch the next video. Mm -hmm. So we had that custom made, but I'm wondering if lead pages has something like this. It does. I'm not it positive. Does. It, does? it does. Oh, good. <laughs> then that to me is the best way to go. Because like I said, I've been doing this for a while. If I had been new to the scene or maybe in my first or second year, I would a hundred percent use lead pages for this. Awesome. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, obviously I'm an advisor for the company, so just want to be honest about that. Um, okay. And I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Video two. What goes into video two? Oh, before I ask that. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm jumping around. But, you know, I'm just kind of spitballing here. I'm, I'm asking these questions as I come up with these questions in my head, too. In video one, do you mention that there's a launch coming or there's a product down the road? I do not. And I'm not against mentioning it. I don't want to be secretive. I just chose not to. I felt like I still had to set things up first, okay. but I've seen other people that do. So it's kind of a preference thing. Because my worry is like, okay, I take people through this whole video series. They go through it. And I guess, yes, they're getting value along the way. But then all of a sudden, you know, I don't want to be seen as sort of somebody who's pulling a bait and switch, you know, just pull, 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 pull. And at the, at the end, just finally 
push it all on them without like a total surprise. Right. So two things I'll say to that one to if, if you feel that way, definitely mention in the first video that you have a brand new program. But before you get there, you want to really make sure that they get immense value. And that's your goal. Mm. Or two, each video must add value. So even the third video, the selling video, if you want to do it this way, you want to add value even then. Even if they don't buy, they walk away from the third video feeling like they got value. But we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Video two. Video one was sort of story and an introduction to what people are going to get. Obviously, some steps as well because you want people to come away with that with some actionable items. The call to action is to leave a comment and you reply. You're building that community. People are getting excited about video two. Four or five days later, video two comes out. What's on that video? So this video is pure, pure value. The only thing I did in video two was teach, teach, teach. So what I did specifically is I taught people how to decide what type of lead magnet they want to create. And what you teach in video two is really important. The reason I chose to teach how to create a lead magnet is because inside my program, the whole premise is how to grow your email list with a lead magnet. So I actually, in video two, gave away some of my best stuff that's already in the program. Of course, I couldn't teach it at such a deep level, so there was no fear of giving away something that people are paying for. Mm -hmm. I just made sure that I took something out of my program that I knew was a hot topic. One of the questions I get asked all the time is what kind of lead magnet should I create? So I knew it was a hot button and that's what I taught in the video. And in addition to that, I gave two free cheat sheet giveaways underneath the video. One was all about you know, 25 different ideas for a lead magnet. The other was how to put a lead magnet on a platform. So I gave like immense value. It was something that people could pay for and and walk away and feel really good about it. That's awesome. It sort of sounds like, or it actually is, we've had Derek Halpern on the show. We both know Derek. Uh, He talks about this thing called the bonus sandwich, where you have your meat, which is the product, but some people might not have the ability to use that product yet. So you give away something for free that would get them to a level where they could use your product. And for Ooh, you, I like that. Yeah, that's that's your bottom bread. That's what he calls it, your oh. bottom bread. And uh, that, that helps people like, wow, OK, now that I have this lead magnet, it actually makes sense for me to go and get this product because you're going to show me how to use my lead magnet that I just created. Um, and then his, his top bread is, is sort of a, a bonus for everybody who is in your program already. And I don't know if you have bonuses for people who are in your program, but you know, there's obviously a lot of things you could do uh, for people who are into Facebook marketing. Uh, you know, for example, a bonus on how to retarget or something like that. Exactly. Yep. That I do. So I Sweet. didn't, didn't even know it. Yeah. You're, you're giving away sandwiches. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So video two, pure value, teach, teach, teach. And what I, what I love about the sort of juxtaposition between video one and video two is video one is very sort of emotional story and you're going to connect with a bunch of people that way. A lot people connect with stories but some people they're not into stories they want the the valuable educational stuff and there you are giving it in video two so video one video two you've kind of covered all the grounds for really making an impact and impressing people Yes, for sure. And what I'll say about both of those videos, all three, actually, I did a lot of preparation for them, meaning I wrote out all my stories. I created um, I was actually reading from a teleprompter in two of them. So I created the script. So there was a lot that went into it before the video came on. And when we talk about mindset, I'm kind of flipping back for a second. Mm -hmm. But you get the confidence when you're prepared. And so because I didn't love to be on video, the more prepared I was, the more confidence I had to do it. So I will say that both of those videos, there was a lot of planning before that video came on. Awesome. We'll talk about video three in a second, but I want to keep going on this. Um, How long are the videos? So they were about 
20 to 30 minutes. So they're, they're pretty long. Those are sizable videos. Yeah. And I normally never do videos that long. And I learned something from Tony Robbins that I always love to think about when people say like, how long should such and such be? And he always said, I'm going to get the quote wrong completely. But he always said something like they need to be as long as they need to be to make an impact. And for me, I needed that time to make the impact. I couldn't make it in a shorter time. So I just went with it. Nice. And then you mentioned a teleprompter. That's yes. like, that's hardcore. Hardcore. So I actually used a teleprompter for all three. No, for videos two and three. I'm sorry. I didn't use it for video one. And the reason I didn't use it for video one is the guy that was filming me, his name is Dean Rainey. And Dean said, I need this to be off the cuff. I need you just to tell me your story. So he was filming me and doing take after take after take, and then he would edit it all together. So that was more off the cuff, the storytelling. But then when I was teaching and selling, yes, that was 100% teleprompter. So for the, and it, I actually have a teleprompter myself. I've used it for my course on breakthrough blogging. Um, and it was actually really helpful, but very difficult to have sound natural. Now, I do feel like I have some kind of talent in terms of reading stuff off and then making it sound real because when I started public speaking, I would script out all of my – everything I was going to say for – for, for presentations. So I would memorize 25 to 40 pages of stuff. Oh my goodness. Uh, and actually I told my coach after I hired a coach and he's like, Oh what? <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're, you're, that's awesome. Like you should be an actor cause you can memorize that stuff, which is totally not true. Cause I suck at acting. But, uh, he yeah. was like, dude, you're, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to, to be real and just go off the cuff and actually have a real conversation with your audience. And I, that that's when I started to just bullet point. Now, when you say you used a transcript for, for example, video two, did you script everything beforehand and just just read off and and or or did you kind of use it as a way to just keep you in the right area before? So I scripted everything, but with a little bit of a caveat. So I scripted everything. I was ready to read it word for word, and I definitely am not fully comfortable on teleprompter either. And I've gotten better at it and I can do the uh, infliction in my voice so it doesn't sound so robotic or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, Dean, my videographer, he stopped me a few times and he said, just say it how you would say it. Don't read this teleprompter right now. So whenever I came across as too robotic, I guess, he would stop me. So there is definitely, there's beauty in just saying it how you would say it. But I just want to really caution people at least have a very detailed outline because most of us go off on tangents if we don't. Yeah. And these videos are really important. These aren't just videos you're going to throw up on your blog for a blog post. These are videos that are leading to a sale. So you definitely want to make sure you say what you need to say. So that's why I'm such a stickler for the preparation part. Sure. Yeah. And I know you always prepare uh, very, very hard for things that you do. And, and it comes across very obviously because you do great work. Um, Thanks. in terms of the, again, the, the teleprompter, you said that the videographer would, would have you sort of stop and just talk like, so you're not recording just one long take and that's it, right? He's editing things together. Yes. A hundred percent. So we might go for two or three minutes and then we'd stop and then we would, but the camera's still rolling, right? The camera's still rolling, but I like kind of have to reevaluate to say, okay, yeah, reset and then keep going. So I'm not like reading for 30 minutes straight. No, we stopped the camera like 200 times in a 30 minute video. I think that's going to be a relief for people because I think, you know, 20 to 30 (laughs) minutes straight and perfect is is hard to do. Um, But okay. So the final video, it's actually, there, there are cuts. 
in between parts. Yes. Right? And you do not want a video that's literally you direct a camera looking at the camera for 20 minutes straight. You want maybe a different angle or, you know, um, a different, you want to put some words on the video or whatever it is. You do not just want your talking head the whole time anyway, because yeah. you'll lose people's attentions quickly. So they'd have a different camera and a different angle for me sometimes, or they would just put words on the screen. So yeah, we had to change it up for sure. And I definitely, I'm so glad you clarified. I was not talking 20, 30 minutes straight. Okay. I know something Caleb taught me because we used to film videos too, and where we still are actually, you know, those cuts, they can actually be hidden with, with B roll, you know, yes. there's like there's a roll, right. And, and, there. and B roll. Yes. So you can cut away from your face, the voice still goes and you go to B roll, but it, it, it just is seamless. Even though there might be an actual cut there and you kind of have to reset, you just kind of take that audio, put it close to the audio you just finished with. And it's just a seamless. And you, you would never know that you finished sort of, uh, you know, recording, at that point. Yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. Okay. Video one, video two, education, video three. This is the sales video or how would you describe this video and, and what goes into it? So this is the sales video. One thing that I'll say, this is the first time I did a full on three part video series. It was a huge success for me and I'm very proud of it, but there's things I'll change the next time. And in this third video, I wish I had taught just a little bit more, offered a little bit more insight Mm. and then went into selling. Now I did do that in the sense that video three, I started out with talking about how it would feel to actually have a Facebook marketing plan that was producing results for you. And I talked about them, not about me. So I definitely didn't make it all about the sale. And so that's how I started. And then I started to talk about some testimonials, some stories of other people who had seen success when they implemented a Facebook marketing plan. Once I did that, and I had a lot of different stories so people could find themselves in any of those case studies, then I went into selling. So there definitely was value. Next time I just want to find a way to offer even more value so that when video three comes, they're very clear that it's not just selling, but there's something in it for them if they're not interested in buying. Mm-hmm. But that, you do need to own it and you do need to sell in video right. three. Right. You definitely have to own it for sure. You can't be sort of hesitant. You never want to say like, hey, guys, like, OK, so I'm going to launch <laughs> like this is I mean, you don't have to get it. You know, I know these videos were educational, <laughs> but it would be, you know, I think it would be really helpful for you. It's probably you not going to work for you. No. Uh, but I know that's what people want to do because they're kind of afraid to sell. But, you know, if we've talked about this on the show plenty of times. You have to really own this product and know that, you know, if you know it actually is going to help people, you have to sell it. You're doing your audience a disservice if they don't, you know, know that you really, truly believe in the product. For sure. Definitely. Now, is the reason you said you wish you taught more in the video, did you get sort of, you know, backlash for just kind of being a little bit more on front and selling or is that sort of just a personal thing? So I have a bad habit. If two or three people say, hey, I wish there was more value here, then I think it's my entire audience. So I have to be really careful of that. That's like all of us, I think. (laughs) But I think a handful of people that didn't buy, you know, let me back up. Actually, it wasn't a handful of people that saw the third video and said, I wish this was more valuable. Where I got nervous was after video two, people were loving it and leaving comments. I can't wait for video three. And that made me nervous because I thought, ooh, I want to make sure that they get enough value out of video three. If they're really looking forward to it, I don't want them to be disappointed if it's just a product to sell. But we have to remember that we made this video series to attract people who would want to buy our product. Like that definitely was my end goal. I want to impact and give value, but I'm selling something. So there's this fine line that you have to to 
really walk on in terms of still offering value, but focusing on the sale. And I think that was probably the hardest part of this whole equation. And so when I saw those comments after video two, I just got a little bit worried. And that's where this kind of concern came in. Ah, you and I are very alike, Amy. <laughs> I know. Now, in, in, within video three, when you get to the part where you're going to talk about your product, how, how do you deliver that? Like I would, I could, you know, I, I do you say like, okay, guys, now we're going to switch it up. I'm going to offer this cool product to you. Or do you go, do you kind of, you know, I, I can envision myself going, you know, delivering value and then going, all right, guys, <laughs> now we're going to talk about this offer. Like how do, how do you balance that? How do you, so how do you get into that? Really easy, great way to do so. And nice. that is, as I mentioned, those case studies. So when you start telling stories about other people, and the great success they've had, and even quoting them. Like I said, one of my um, case studies, she said that her entire world changed when she started to see success coming from Facebook after all that effort she put into it. So I told these stories, use the words that they used. And then an easy transition is, if you've seen yourself in any of these stories, or if you're somebody that is looking for a plan to finally see success on Facebook, then I want to invite you to become a part of my brand new program, Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. Let me tell you what's included. So nice. it's a really easy transition when you're already talking about other people and then you bring it back to them. Nice. I want to invite you to become a part of. Yes. That's cool. I like that. That sounds great. And, and it's something like, you know, I talked about making it personal and you have to remember video three you have to ask the question, what's in it for them? Every video, when you finish that script that you're writing, ask what's in it for them? Have I made it about them more than I've made it about me? And that's included in the sales video. You're talking about all about your program, but you're still making it about them. All right. So the call to action in video three is obviously to sell something. What, what was the call to action in video two? If you, if you remember, I forgot. To video two was to use the comments below and tell me about some lead magnet ideas that you have for your uh, business. Okay. So and that still was leaving great comments, but related to was, what the content was. Okay. But here's what's great. And this was probably the hardest part of this whole thing was keeping up with the comments. That was really stressful because, you know, the bigger you get, the more comments you're going to get. So at this time I had hundreds come in in a very short time to get back to everyone. But one thing that was cool about call to action number two is that people were struggling with their lead magnet. So it gave me an opportunity to coach a little bit and to get in there and help them. And when you are helped by someone, you have an affinity with them if they actually help you. Mm -hmm. So that was really great before leading into video three, something unexpected that happened, but I was really pleased that it did. That's cool. I love that. You definitely got to, to, to get onto those opportunities when they present themselves. And then the call to action to number three is obviously to, to buy. Now, what is the actual, you know, motion that people do to buy from that video they watch oh, I'm so the video glad you asked. yeah like what what so, is that like so here's the setup so video three this is really important to know video three was different than video one and two video one it had all the videos next to it video two it had all the videos next to it meaning you could skip to video one or three video three was just video three by itself with a shortened sales page below it. So basically, I would say in the video, all you need to do is click the enroll now button below the video and you are on your way to join our course. And underneath the video was the button, but then there was also a bunch of information more in depth than I went into the video. Okay, so it's all on that one page and... It's sort of like a squeeze page where there's only a few things people can do. Watch the video and buy. There's yes. no no other things to surf around on. 
Yes, you didn't want them clicking to the other videos. This was sale time. This is when we wanted to get serious and wanted to attract the people that really were interested in doing business with you. So we took out all the other bells and whistles. And then that clicking on that enroll now button takes them to a cart. Correct. Okay, so it's very short. No other sort of in-between intermediate pages. I love the language you use there, enroll now. It sounds very official. I feel like you could charge more just from that. (laughs) That is one of my favorite buttons. Because this is a course. We're teaching something. So we're enrolling in kind of like a mini school. I love that. Do you mention the price in the video or is it just below? So I do. And I wasn't going to actually, because I wanted to see if I could, one of the great things about using these videos, I just cut my thought off, but one of the great things about these videos is when you're making them think in terms of, could I maybe use these next time I launch as well? And maybe I want to use these in an evergreen promotion, meaning there's not a start and end date to sign up. You might want to just run this continually with Facebook ads. So that's kind of the way I've been thinking lately. If I'm going to invest money and I went big with this, so I did invest money and time, how could I use these in other ways? So I was not going to put the, the price in there because two things, one during the launch, Um, About four days before we actually close the doors of enrollment, the price goes up. So we do early bird pricing and then the regular pricing. Hmm. So that video was going to need to change. And number two, we might change the price next time we launch this product. And I don't want to have to redo all the videos if they worked well this time. So what we did is we did include the price, but we made sure it was a very clean cut. Like if we wanted to take it out completely we could do so and the whole thing could flow. And I talked to the videographer about this early on. So he knew I need two versions of the sales video, one with and one without pricing. Ah, that's really smart. And then being able to, in in the future, if you were to change it, just take that little piece out and replace it, right? And everything else is the same. Yes. So that worked really well. When you come out with video three, how much time do you give them to buy? So let's see. I came out with video three. I got to get my dates right here. I want to say, I think I gave them a week. I think they had a full week. Yep. And that's a great question because however long you're giving them, you want to start that countdown timer. You want to make sure that they know that time is running out. So in my video, I'll say that this offer is only good for less than a week. I had to be a little vague because I wasn't exactly sure when we were going to hit the third video. Mm. And so you do want to build some scarcity, even in your language in that video three, if you are going to close the cart. Now I had to be careful because again, I wanted to use these videos in different ways, but there's different things you can say to create that scarcity. Okay. So video three, you want to think of that as the bit, the start of your launch, right? Like everything else that happened, video one, video two, emailing, subscription, that's all sort of pre-launch, right? Yes. Video three is launch. And then you go do like, is that it? Or do you send emails out to those people if they haven't purchased yet? So important. And so just to make sure when people, I don't know how familiar your audience is with launch and the pre-launch thing, but you know, when you say it's launch, it means the cart's open and it's going to close soon. So you're right. On video three was the first day that you could buy my product. Now, I did something a little bit different that after that third video came out, about a day later, I started to promote a webinar. And the webinar was for anybody who wanted to learn more about creating a Facebook marketing plan. And the reason I did that is because webinars have always worked for my business. This three-part video series was new. So if you're thinking about creating a three-part video series, but you've always sold in a different way, 
you might want to think about how can you kind of merge the two or align the two so you don't give up what you know already works, but you can add value at a whole nother level with this three-part video series. I love that. So, so video three came out, you sell to a, to a bunch of people, I'm sure, but then you promote this webinar to people who have yet to purchase, correct? Correct. And so we sent out an invite to anyone who hadn't bought yet for the webinars. And then once we send out a few emails about the webinars, and then at one point, probably two days before the price increased in about maybe five days before the cart closed, we actually then everyone kind of synced together and started getting the same emails. And that is an email that really detailed out the product. Another email was all about case studies. Like, let me tell you more stories about people who have gone through the program. Mm -hmm. Another email we sent was the objections. You know, people start to object like this product's not for me because of this or that. And so I answer those in an email. That's my favorite email I send. So I answer, I have to give David Seitman Garland a shout out for that one. It was his idea. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to love that. But I answer all the objections in the email. So here's the deal. We definitely... This launch was a very, very heavy email marketing launch as well. What I noticed with this three-part video series is people didn't like rush to buy when video three came out. Where I saw a big rush to buy was a few days later after a few emails came out. They needed a little bit more just because so many people, and this could be different for your audience, I marketed to a lot of people that didn't know me yet. We ran Facebook ads to non-fans heavily. So this was a newer audience for me. So what I noticed was my email marketing was very essential to the success of this launch. Very nice. That's that's great to hear. Is there anything else before we close up here? And Amy, thank you again. You just provided a ton of, I mean, this could be a course itself that I could create and just, you know, put your voice in and sell in this fashion. Uh, but this has been amazing. Thank you for all this this free, amazing value. Uh, are there any mistakes that you made? I know you, you said a couple already, but is there anything else that you wish you would have done differently that you could share for everybody so they don't make the same mistakes? Hmm, let or, me think here. Or something that maybe you feel could have been done better. Could have been, could have done better. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, yes, I have a big one, actually. So one thing we learned is that we sent traffic to an opt-in page. So I believe that the three-part video series should be behind an opt-in to collect emails. And that email marketing part was so important. Mm -hmm. But what we failed to do is we sent them to an opt-in page that didn't have enough information on it about the video series. And the reason why we made that mistake is that we emailed my entire list. I have over 100,000 people I emailed. And so In the email, I talked all about the three-part video series. What I failed to remember was that I was sending Facebook ad traffic to the three-part video series, and some of people on my email list wanted to share it with their friends, and they didn't see the email. And so people Uh, would come to my opt-in page and think, you know, it was just a picture of me in a video, and it said something about, like, my journey to become an online marketer. Well, they don't care. They don't even know me. So one really big, big thing I'm going to change next time is make sure that my opt-in page is fully explains what this three-part video series is about and what's in it for them. I think that will make a huge difference as well. That's key. That's huge. That's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Amy, you are wonderful. Where can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, thank you so much. You can go to amyporterfield.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash amyporterfield. Amy, we love you. Thank you so much and uh, have an awesome day. Thanks. You too. All right. Thank you so much for listening in. Again, that was Amy from amyporterfield.com. Just 
man, I think a lot of people are going to be putting this into action and totally crushing it with their sales. Now, again, if you don't have a product to sell yet, I recommend listening to the previous episode, 136, with David Seitman Garland. You can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 136 for that. And actually, David has a cheat sheet if you want to get started really fast. smartpassiveincome.com slash cheat sheet for that free download. And if you'd like to get to the show notes and the comments and all the resources and links mentioned in this particular episode. Again, this is episode 137. So the show notes are at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 137. Again, Amy, thank you so much for coming on today. If you'd like to say thanks to her, quote, in person, you can thank her on Twitter. Her handle is at Amy Porterfield. She's amazing. Hey, really quick, I want to let you know about a page on the website that might be really helpful for you. A lot of you are already taking action on what you've heard on the podcast, which is fantastic. But a lot of you have also messaged me asking for more, deeper information, more fine-tuned and highly targeted information for specific problems and pains that you might be having. So what I did was I actually put together a few courses. There's more courses actually coming down the road, uh, but you could check out all the courses and things that are available to you there at smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. My team and I have worked really hard to put together the best information that'll help you solve specific problems that you might be having in your business. So if you're just starting out and you need help and you need accountability, handholding, you want a community behind this as well, check it out. Smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You can see what's available there. All different kinds of courses to help you through a number of different things you might be working on. And like I said, there are more courses coming down the road too. So one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Thanks again so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you so much. Again, comments for this episode, you can leave them at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 137. You rock. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.